Welcome back to this week's episode of the Intersectional Diary. Today, our guest is an entrepreneur, fitness enthusiast, and badass South Asian weightlifter, Tanya Nayak. Hi, Tanya. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. We're so happy to have you on today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and who is Tanya? Sure. So my name is Tanya. Um, Mm -hmm. I am actually Gujarati. So both my parents are Gujarati. So um, I know typically when I meet people for the first time, they're like, no way, you don't look Indian. (laughs) But I am 100% Gujarati. Um, Born in Australia, Sydney, Australia, and then moved to California when I was about four years old. So I've been uh, so I've grown up here in the Bay Area. Um, I currently work at a big corporate company in HR and more specifically in recruiting, but my mm-hmm. side hustle, my, my passion <laughs> is actually weightlifting. And so I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about my journey and um, everything related to weightlifting. Oh, uh, that's awesome. You know, the funny thing is that for everybody that's listening, you and I have gone to, we went to the same college together, UC Davis. That's right. And we also went to rival high schools. I don't know if you know this. It's going to sound a little creepy from my end now. But I remember, <laughs> I think you were on like the Mona Vista Bhangra team and I was on the Limbrook Bhangra team. I was. So I, yeah. So I knew of you. I don't know if you ever knew this, but I knew of you and I'd like seen your pictures just because I had like, like Facebook and stuff. But then I like met you at UC Davis and I'm like introducing myself like, hey, I'm Sana. But in my head, I'm like, I know this girl from Bhangra. From, like, yeah. You school. know, I, I feel like I remember you telling me this story back in, oh. in college. Um, and that's it's so funny. It's just such a small world. Um, But so cool to, you know, be on the Bunger team and to be able to like travel to different schools and like perform and stuff. So of course, I'm sure we must have interacted (laughs) with each other back in high school. I know. And 10 years later, here we are still talking (laughs) to each other. So that's great. Awesome. Um, So I guess let's dive into it. Let's talk a little bit about weightlifting and your fitness journey. Um, By looking at your Instagram, it seems that you work out multiple times a week, if not every day. Um, how do you get that motivation and how do you stick with it? Yeah. So I (laughs) typically work out, I weight train like around five to six times a week and Mm -hmm. then I'll do cardio around like two to three times a week. Um, and everyone asks me this question. I get this question a lot. How do I stay motivated? And really my answer is it's not so much about how motivated I am. It's Mm -hmm. about how dedicated I am to making this a routine in my daily life for the benefits that I will have in the long run. Um, Mm -hmm. And so really, when you think about motivation, motivation is BS. Motivation comes and goes. There'll be some days you're super motivated, but then there's going to be some days you wake up and working out is the last thing you want to do. So really, I think of um, how determined I am to stick to this routine because I know how good it makes me feel and how Mm -hmm. good it'll make me feel in the future too. Oh, well, that's a good way to look at it. So before you got into the routine of, you know, working out every day and actually seeing results, how, what made you want to start this journey? Like, what is it about weightlifting or just this whole fitness journey that you're on that was like, one day you got up, I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, totally. So I remember it was my senior year um, at UC Davis. Um, Mm. I looked in the mirror and this was before I started working out or anything. So this is how I started. Um, I remember mm-hmm. this one day looking in the mirror and just being super unhappy and kind of self-conscious with the way I looked. 
I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, back then, um, that college lifestyle was pretty unhealthy. (laughs) When you think of like, all the microwavable foods we would eat and all the drinking, all the drinking going out every week, just like binge drinking, you know, that lifestyle was very um, unhealthy for me. And so and it, it, it didn't make me feel good, nor did I you know, look at myself and feel confident with myself either. And so mm-hmm. that's when I really was like, okay, I, I sat myself down and I was like, I need to make some active change. I need to do something about this because I, I don't like how I feel. And right. so that's when I started looking into weightlifting because uh, at the time on Instagram, a lot of people were doing it and they were talking about how amazing it was making them feel and mm-hmm. how, you know, great the results were too. So I, I looked into that, started weightlifting didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I'm pretty sure my form was incorrect and everything. <laughs> then when I graduated, um, that's when I found more time to actually do research and look into it more. So I started watching YouTube videos on proper form, how mm-hmm. I should kind of lay out my my workouts, what my workouts should look like. Um, and then a couple of other people I ran into uh, throughout my journey. One of my ex-boyfriends was a bodybuilder and he mm-hmm. would go compete. And I would, I would follow him to all of these shows and I would be, um, you know, exposed to all of these competitors and talk to them and see what they do and um, just l- listen to all these different people's journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, um, through my journey, ran into an ex-Navy SEAL who kind of oh, wow. took me on as, um, you know, took, took me on to coach me and, and train me. And so I had a a lot of workouts with him where he really pushed me and took me to the next level and showed me to not be afraid to lift heavy. And that's Mm -hmm. ultimately what changed the game for me. And just throughout that progression and throughout that journey, I slowly started to feel more confident with myself, feel happier, and just it totally enhanced my life in so many different ways. But initially, it did start with me looking at myself in the mirror and wanting to change the way I look. But Mm -hmm. fast forward to now, five plus years of weightlifting and and being in this industry and being exposed to all these different people in the industry. Now Mm -hmm. it's more about feeling good versus, you know, wanting to look a certain way. Um, Well, that makes sense. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that it was um, senior year that you felt this way because looking at you back in the day, I would not have guessed that at all. Like you came off as a very confident person and you always looked great. And so it's crazy for you to say that it's crazy for me to hear that internally you were struggling with the body image whereas externally that's not the vibe I was getting at all which I feel like is very telling in terms of just how much everybody struggles with their own body image exactly and when you know when when someone is struggling internally they don't always display that they it's Mm -hmm. usually people keep it in and it's very private so yeah wow okay well that's interesting to hear um I was also struggling with my body image back in the day and I still am. I feel like it's like an ongoing process for myself and I feel like a lot of people are and it's great to see people out there on Instagram like you constantly posting videos and showing how you can better yourself in whatever way that you feel is the best for you. Yeah. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned that weightlifting was really the part that took you to the next level. So I want to address that a little bit because one of the biggest misconceptions of weightlifting is that it will make you look a little more masculine and give you more of a bodybuilder type of figure. Can you address that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So typically, um, you know, an individual who is not really exposed to all of the things 
um, within the industry when it comes to weightlifting and nutrition. Typically, when they think of bodybuilding, they think of these, they think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger type. <laughs> That's <laughs> type what I thought of. of. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the reality is, especially for women, we don't have enough testosterone to build big, immense, immense amounts of muscle. We just don't have enough testosterone. No matter how hard you work, you're not going to mm-hmm. get bulky because that just you know, from, from a, from a chemical standpoint, that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like all of the women we see with huge, immense amounts of muscle are probably on some sort of, um, enhancement. And that's why they look that mm-hmm. way. Even for men, actually, even if men take enhancements, they still have to work extremely hard to build on, to pack on that much muscle. So um, you know, short answer, no, weightlifting will not get you bulky. It will help you lose weight. It will help you tone up and shape up your body by forming those nice um, shapes of muscles. Mm, okay. So how about the fact that because online you see a lot of people saying that if you lift heavier weights, you'll get bigger muscles. If you lift smaller weights, you'll just look a little more toned. Is that just a lot of, you know, hoo-ha or is that like an actual thing as well? I mean, yeah, there is some truth to that. And it's a little more complicated than that. But I mean, that essentially, the heavier you lift, yes, you'll mm-hmm. grow bigger muscles, but you'll also, you know, lose more weight. It's just about um, it's about calories. Mm-hmm. It's not just about weightlifting. It's about like your food and nutrition, too. So right. you could you could be a person that, you know, lifts, um, you know, lightweight and doesn't want to really build muscle. But if your nutrition does not pair with that, then you Mm -hmm. might, you might not be kind of shapely and toned. It's, it's weightlifting and nutrition kind of go hand in hand. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I mean, there, people do say that, you know, if you're in like a calorie deficit and you're working out, that's how you lose weight and get toned. Whereas if you're in like a calorie surplus and eating a lot of protein and workout, then you tend to gain more muscle and weight. I don't know if I said any of that was right or not. Yeah. Yeah. Something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Cool. So a lot, all the blogs that keep popping up on my Instagrams are teaching me stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, So with your whole mission about, you know, empowering women to work to weightlift, one of your biggest demographic is South Asian women. Mm -hmm. Is there, besides from the fact that you yourself are South Asian, is there another reason, is there more reason as to why that's your main demographic? Yeah, totally. So, you know, growing up, um, there weren't really any South Asians in the fitness space, you know, all, Mm -hmm. all we really had were Bollywood actresses and all they really had to offer us was their stunning looks and their dance <laughs> skills, right? Um, there, there wasn't really any individual to help us learn more about nutrition, to learn more about the types of foods we should be eating, to learn more about different ways to stay active, uh, to learn more about weightlifting specifically. And so I think yeah. for me, that is why it's become such a huge passion of mine because growing up, I wish I had somebody that looked like me or had the same background as me in terms of being South Asian that I mm-hmm. could look up to, that I could learn these things from just because of where I am now, how much it's enhanced my um, my life. Um, mm-hmm. And so I want to be that person for other South Asian women, especially maybe the younger girls who are just starting their journey. I want them to know, you know, these things exist and you can do these things to feel good about yourself. You don't have to be 
a Bollywood actress, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't have to have spent thousands of dollars on like a personal trainer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy because these Bollywood actresses, those are the people that we looked up to, right? When we were growing up, like that's yeah. who we we're like, oh, yeah, that's who we want to look like. And it's just always seemed out of our reach because they have personal trainers and personal chefs that help them get that body. Whereas mm-hmm. without ever person- without ever like really showing you like what you need to do to look like that per se. Exactly. And it's great because now you're talking to South Asian women and you're showing them that, well, yeah, you can get that body and you can achieve that. But it's not as hard as they make it seem, or maybe it is hard, but there are ways that we can do it ourselves instead of needing a personal trainer or a personal chef to lead you through it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you provided with your blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So especially in the South Asian community, there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way. And one of the statements that women hear the most from their family is that no man is going to want to marry you if blank. Mm-hmm. Is that something you resonate with? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you the amount of times I've heard that from my parents. Um, so I completely resonate that resonate with that, especially when it came to um, you know, weightlifting and being able to cook. Um, I heard that all the time. No, no man is gonna want to marry you if you don't know how to cook. Um, if yeah. you don't, if you, if you, if you never step foot in the kitchen or, you know, um, uh-huh. a, a big one for me was, oh my gosh, no man is going to want to marry you if you have big, huge muscles and you look like a man. <laughs> like <laughs> I would hear that all the time. So I completely resonate with that. And, and, and I think that also just stems from like the South Asian culture, historically not having any individuals within the fitness space or, mm-hmm. you know, in any kind of sport, it was like literally purely Bollywood and music, really. Yeah. So when your parents did say stuff like that to you, like, especially in regards to muscles, and I'm sure people, not just your parents, but your family and well, if your parents are your family, but like your friends mm-hmm. and everybody else, when they say things like that to you, what, how do you, how do you respond to them? Um, I just tell them like it's a, you you are misunderstood like uh, when it comes to building muscle I say exactly what I told you a, a couple mm-hmm. minutes earlier um, if they talk about like food and nutrition I'm just like you know times have changed um, the women doesn't have to be the only person in the kitchen cooking mm-hmm. you know I think nowadays the roles should be more equal than they were before. It should be 50-50 when it comes to like in the kitchen making food, in the house doing chores, taking care of the kids, right? Yeah. Times have changed. And so I just try to sit down and talk to my parents about that. And then <laughs> at the end of the day, also like to me, anything that makes me get upset or blocks me from achieving my um, goals or blocks mm-hmm. me from reaching happiness. It's just noise to me. I at, if it if it becomes too much, I just block it out because it's just noise. You know, I mean, it's, I like it's, that. it's not going to help me. It's not going to help me. <laughs> I like that way of thinking. Like if it doesn't help, then it just like, you know, fuck off. Not, <laughs> not, to, not to our family, but like, you know, just kind of block it off type right. of situation. Right, right. <laughs> um, I like that you mentioned the whole like how times are changing and you know now the housework is equal amongst men and women if you know and all of that stuff I feel like going off of that because the times are changing people are more open to I guess different types of bodies and different types of ways that women and men look just because in the back in the day it was this like stereotypical way that a woman had to look. It was a stereotypical way that a man had to look. And now that's changing, like like a lot of other things that you mentioned. And with that, you're able to really express how you want to look without having to worry about 
oh, I want to look a certain way to be more desirable by men. Yeah. So I, I love that that's something that you were able to resonate with and, you know, working toward the commission as well. Yeah. And, you know, going back to that whole no guy's going to want to marry you if you have muscles, I would tell my dad, well, dad, then he's not worth marrying. Oh, love that. <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't like me because I'm stronger than him or because my muscles are bigger than him, then he's not worth marrying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I I can open a jar of pickles or whatever more than a lot of my male friends can. <laughs> and I'm not going to back down. I don't need you. That I can is do it awesome. <laughs> Yeah. You are strong. Like, display that. Show that off. That's, like, that's something to be proud of and feel yeah. good about. Yeah, we're no, we're 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 not taking a step back anymore and being like, oh, we're like weak people that need help. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I actually posted that quote on Instagram though, the "No man's gonna want to marry you" quote, mm-hmm. and there were and there was an outpour of women that replied to it, saying all the things that they've heard from their families. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to list them out and yeah. just get your thoughts on it. Yeah. So a couple of them are one don't know how to cook. Two, if you eat too much. Three, if you spend too much time outside and get darker. Mm-hmm. Four, make more money than him. Five, if you talk back. Six, if you have guy friends. Seven, too outgoing. Eight, sleep with them before marriage. And there were so many more. Yeah. And I like, I don't know how much you also have resonated with a lot of the stuff that people have said. But what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I've heard almost all of those if it's from my own family or if it's from my friends telling me like that's what they hear. I hear that so much. And it's really crazy to me because a lot of the times, a lot of those comments we hear are so hypocritical. Mm -hmm. So coming back to like the food thing, you know, um, no guy's going to want to marry you if you eat so much and and you're bigger than him, right? But then at the Mm -hmm. same time, when you go visit all your relatives, what are they doing? They won't stop like putting food on your plate right (laughs) it's just honestly sometimes it gets a little ridiculous and very hypocritical which is why which is why I so strongly tell people like do what makes you happy the rest is just noise yeah 100% and the fact that there's so many women out there along with you and myself who resonate with this and feel the same way and have heard the same words Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous it's like all these family members and all these people have told us we shouldn't do this because we want to seem desirable to men. Like, why are we so stuck on the idea that we have to be a certain way to please other men? Right. Like, that whole notion is ridiculous to me. Right. And it's almost a double standard. Like, why have we never heard it the other way? Or else, at least I've never heard it the other way. Neither. You know, men need to equally come off as desir- desirable for us to want to marry them too <laughs> exactly it's i mean that's the whole thing that it goes back to right when you're in india like when you go look at an arranged marriage for example mm-hmm. like the man's man and the man's family comes to the woman's house to see if they are good enough to marry yeah. their son and it's like it's that whole idea behind it that our son is like god and that um the woman need to be desirable to be- to yeah. them. They need to know how to cook for that man. Yeah. They need to be able to, you know, look a certain way, dress a certain way to please their son. And that whole notion, it's just, it gets to me. <laughs> I know, which is why, you know, I love doing these podcasts and openly discussing these things. And it, it, like, we need to change this. We need to change, yeah. like, 
you know, all of us South Asian women coming together, having these conversations so that the generations after us don't have to worry about these things Mm -hmm. that we that we've been, you know, worrying about. Yeah, I feel like that's been a great thing that's come out of dating apps itself completely off topic here. But but dating apps, I've realized the nice thing is that both male and female, when you know, like um, a man and a woman, if they are looking at a dating app, they both are deciding among on the others. Like, oh, I want to be with that person or I'm interested, I'm not. It's not like only the man is looking at a bunch of pictures of women like in the yeah, old days yeah. and being like, oh yeah, I want to go talk to her and the woman have no say. But it's this way, it's like a two-way street type of situation. Yeah, yeah. And that's the cool part. The world, I think, is really changing and shifting towards, you know, more equality when it comes to all of these things. Like, yeah. um, everyone's using dating apps now and mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, as, as generations go by the incoming generations won't have to worry about no man is going to want to marry you for this, this, and this, you know, I think it's changing and it's really changing because of our generation right now speaking up about all this stuff Mm -hmm. and, and, and pushing back because it's ridiculous. hundred <laughs> percent. Like all these Instagram pages that are come up now, like Brown Girl Magazine and the Indian Feminist, the Desi Feminist, all of them, they all talk about the same thing. And it's great. And it's the nice thing is that it's not just females that follow them. It's also men that follow these mm-hmm. pages. And so they see all these posts. And I'm hoping that some of them actually have these men think and be like, hmm, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you would hope so. And and I definitely yeah. think that's the goal for a lot of those pages too. Exactly. I love it. Um, I'm going to go in a little direction, different direction here now. Um, so you talked about in your pod, in not the podcast, in your page and your Instagram page and everything that along with empowering women on their fitness journey that you've noticed that it's also helped you with your mental health. It's been a mm-hmm. positive outcome on your mental health. Can you talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, you know, initially when I started my journey, it was because I was very unhappy. I didn't feel good about myself, nor did I think I looked good. And, you know, it was I was just really in a um, unhappy state, always, you know, worried about what other people would think of me because I looked this way or, you know, all, all just all these negative thoughts in my head. And so really, you know, five years later to where I am now, I am a completely different person. I am way more confident. I'm way more optimistic. I'm way more positive just because of, you know, my weightlifting journey. When you, it starts off, you know, wanting to change the way you look, but once you're in there and you make it a routine and you have those dopamines just flying throughout Mm -hmm. your body, it makes you feel so good. And then it slowly becomes not about the way you look, but mm-hmm. you do it because it makes you feel so good because it makes you excited about life because you just it it just puts you in the greatest of moods mm-hmm. and then of course all of the other things all of the other you know um and good things that come out of weightlifting for example you know it improves your sleep mm-hmm. and sleep is one of the things that can also improve your mental health so there's right. a lot of different correlations um like that um that have really you know helped me um, mentally feel good about myself and just be in a, a much better place than I was five years ago when I was just starting. Mm, well, that's great. I'm glad that it's been men- it's been great, like a positive impact on your mental health as well, because that's I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons people start working on their bodies is because they're unhappy with themselves. And so they want to work on it. And that uh, that comes from a place of um, that comes from a place of just like, 
your mental fitness. I can't think of another word right now. <laughs> it's like your your own mental blocks and insecurities. Exactly. Yeah. That's the word, insecurities. Mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like blinking over here. <laughs> um, but I love that that's one of your um, mission statements as well, that it's not just about changing your body to be a certain way, but it's about focusing on your own mental health and making sure that you're happy internally as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So speaking of that, um, in the past recent years, fitness blogging and sharing weight loss tips, the before and after pictures has grown into a very large industry, especially over social media. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the industry has helped a lot of people reach their body goals. But on the other end of the spectrum, it has also caused a lot of insecurity amongst young, impressionable girls, Mm -hmm. especially when one sees Instagram feeds full of perfect abs and butts. As someone who's in the fitness industry, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I so I remember when I first started my fitness journey, I was following all the wrong people on social media. I was following exactly what you said. I was following girls who were flaunting um you know their lean thin bodies um and only through bikini pictures or flaunting their, you know, butts um with mm-hmm. like thong like bikini pictures, you know. I was following all the wrong people and I would catch myself going through this cycle all the time of just scrolling through Instagram, seeing all those photos and feeling mm-hmm. bad about myself because I didn't look the way they did. It is, mm-hmm. a, it is a terrible, terrible trap. And yeah. so if I find myself doing that now, I like, I stop myself because it's just not mentally good for you. It's not good for you to be in that place, comparing yourself to other people. Um, and the problem with the, with the, the industry now is that it's so, you have to be so careful with who you follow the pictures you're looking at because you can, people can edit those pictures, you Mm -hmm. know, all like so well, it's kind of scary. People can edit their pictures. Um, people get, you know, enhancements done to their bodies all the time. Right. So now you're, we're in a place where we don't really know what's real and what's not real. Mm -hmm. And so my goal is for people to come to my page to not have to worry about that. And I want people to come to my page to feel inspired and motivated to make themselves a better person through fitness and activity, through weightlifting, through um, nourishing your body with the proper foods that you should be eating. And so, um, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think that's a great goal to have. I feel like, yes, definitely when you look on Instagram, a lot of the pictures are edited. Yeah. And I think that's one of the downfalls of Instagram itself is that it's your best foot forward out there. No one's putting up pictures on Insta with like stretch marks or, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of um, fat on your stomach because those are all normal things. Like mm-hmm. no one, I mean, I'm not going to say no one, but people, but like having a stomach fat, having arm fat, having stretch marks, that's just like a part of a normal body. And that's mm-hmm. how a body should look because our bodies have gone through so much in life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. It's it's amazing what our bodies can do. We should really be celebrating them and not, you know, making us feel bad because we don't look like, you know, whatever bikini model on Instagram, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel like one of the things that's been really damaging is celebrities like the Kardashians. I I hate putting on names, but they've been such a like a forefront for insecure causing insecurity amongst women just because they keep selling these teas and these like workout things that aren't good for you. I mean, yeah. I've fallen into the trap. I've bought those teas and mm-hmm. I feel like I 
probably damage my body at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I remember um, senior year of college when I started my journey and I was looking into all these ways I could like shred off some fat. I Mm -hmm. tried those fit teas too. I did them for a while and it it just totally ruined my, um, you know, my stomach and whatever was going on. I had some really bad experiences. Really, what I've learned from all of these things is, first of all, they all get paid to, you know, post, advertise and post these things. And two, any of these like fad diets or fit teas and stuff, they're very, they sell them as a quick, easy way to get results. When mm-hmm. in reality, there it's all fake. If you yeah. want to get results, you have to put in the time, you have to put in the work, you have to be dedicated um, to reach those results and be able to hold on to them and stay like hold on to those results. Because right. these things like fit teas and these fad diets, like they're temporary. As soon as you stop, you're going to gain all of that weight back. And yeah. so it, it's just, it's a trap. <laughs> hundred percent. I think I was my, um, I was in college as well. I think it was my third year in college and I started taking these pills. I think they were like Garcinia pills or something. Mm-hmm. And you would see them all over the internet. And I started taking uh-huh. them for like a good month and I am pretty sure I fucked up my body. Like I would go to the yeah. doctor afterwards and they're like, Oh, your liver doesn't seem so great. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. No, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I took, um, I remember taking fat loss pills at one point too. I literally tried everything and, and you know where I am today, I can tell you all of those things, none of those things work. <laughs> yeah. If you want to, if you want to see results and if you want to keep your results, you have mm-hmm. to put in the work. Like yeah. that's it, period. And the sad part is that like, I look back on these pictures of myself and I'm like, damn, I looked good. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> like, what was I to thinking that I needed to lose weight at that point? Like I, know. I, it was just because in the moment, like I had in my head stuck of all these pictures of social media and stuff of all these women that look obviously photoshopped pictures of all these celebrities yeah and that's what I was comparing to and now I look back on pictures of me and I'm like damn I should have enjoyed that like I look damn good I know (laughs) Uh, same same when I look at you know my pictures back in undergrad before I started my journey there was absolutely nothing wrong with the way I looked it was just my own insecurities you know playing out um, and making me feel unhappy (laughs) fed to us by the media yep exactly (laughs) I'm I think that's the nice thing about TikTok though. I feel like a lot of people are showing the real side of um of these fitness industries. For example, like people will post videos of, well, this is what I look like in my Instagram picture, but this is what I look like in reality and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that's so nice." Like yeah. I would have never guessed those are like the two same bodies. Yeah. It's like and it's literally like 5 seconds apart. It's just all about the lighting and the angle and <laughs> Exactly. I'm yeah. like, how did that happen? And mm-hmm. it makes me feel good about myself. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, these tummy rolls, like everybody has them. But up until TikTok or up until recently, when people started being very real about their bodies, yeah, I would just compare them to like these Kendall Jenner type bodies that I'm comparing myself right. to. Right. That's why. So when, when people come to me asking how should they start their fitness journey, that's one mm-hmm. of the things I tell them. Be very selective and careful of the accounts that you follow, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really want to be following, you know, um, the Kardashians. Again, I hate using names. <laughs> yeah. But you don't really want to be like following the Kardashians who have had so many enhancements done to their body mm-hmm. versus following a girl that looks exactly like you that is, you know, um, um, sharing like what she does 
mm-hmm. um, to stay active and to stay healthy, right? You have yeah. to really be careful with who you choose to follow on social media when it comes to these things. Because mm-hmm. if you're spending so much time scrolling through your feed, what you see is going to affect your, right. you know, what you take in. A hundred percent. That's why, okay, I have to say, I love following Jamila Jamil. Like, I don't know if you follow her, but she is great. She gets real about her body. She gets Uh real about different types of bodies and this whole idea and that the media has created that everyone should look a certain way. And like, she's so open about her stretch marks and everything. And just following her has made me feel better about my body. Yeah, I love that. And that's exactly, you know, my goal. I want people to come to my page knowing Mm -hmm that they can do these things to make themselves feel better and that everybody is, you know, beautiful. Exactly. I love that. I love that mission statement. Um, Have you heard of her? Have you heard of Jamila Jamil's I Weigh program? I I have not. I have not. Oh, well, she very much talks about exactly everything that you talk about. So I feel like you would love it, first of all. Oh, yeah. I'm Uh definitely going to look her up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and she talks about everything from, you know, loving the bodies as you are and not yeah. giving into these stereotypes or these ideas and notions that the media puts in our head. Yeah. And she calls out all the celebrities that endorse this shit. Like the mm. ones she's called out the Kardashians so many times to the point that I feel like the Kardashians have lessened the amount they advertise these teas. Really? You yeah. think so? Wow. Yeah. And I think it's great. And I'm like, that's what we need. We need big celebrities like her to call out the other celebrities that are doing harm to the yeah. society. Yeah, that's great. Um, Definitely share her profile with me. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. She actually started a podcast. I was listening to it the other day. So I'm like, oh, oh this nice. is very interesting. <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah. Um, well, okay. So I want to ask, you mentioned a couple minutes ago that you, one of the first tips that you would tell people if, that is starting their weight loss journey is or their fitness journey Mm -hmm. um, is that to not follow other accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. So what are some other tips and tricks that you would give to somebody starting their fitness journey? Yeah. um, Usually when people ask me that question, another thing is, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll try to make excuses or find excuses to make to not start. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I just tell them, you know, Stop making excuses and just start. <laughs> just do it. Because the more you procrastinate, the farther you're putting yourself behind, right? If you start now, imagine where, where you'll be in one year versus mm-hmm. if you start in one year, you've, you've you know, sold, sold yourself short one year. So just start yeah. now. Um, and then the other thing I tell people is like, you know, it, it, proper form is mm-hmm. when it comes to weightlifting, mm-hmm. the most important thing. Um mm-hmm. And so really utilize, if we're in the gym, utilize right. mirrors to look at yourself, to correct your form, to see what your form looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started working out, I, I would, this, and this is actually how I started filming myself and, and, and posting my workouts and stuff on Instagram. <laughs> I would bring my tripod and I would bring my camera and I would record myself to yeah. actually look at myself and correct my form. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other way I also did that was I mentioned earlier, I watch a ton of YouTube videos on proper form to make sure yeah. I was doing it right because proper form is the number one thing um, mm. when it comes to weight uh, weightlifting. So honestly, <laughs> my three things, first, just start. Second, make sure you get your form right. And third, yeah. be careful of who you follow on social media and, and, and where you're trying to gain, get information from. Okay. Well, all noted, all noted, because <laughs> I'm going to start as well. Um, I yeah. do definitely want to start my fitness journey. My sister is doing her awesome. nutrition classes. Awesome. Yeah. And so she's like telling me all the stuff I should eat, which is like bad for my body. Uh-huh. And like, 
that I should stop eating that's bad for my body. She's telling me to eat better. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to eat better, I should probably start like working out as well. So that mm-hmm. way, like I feel great and I have like muscles. Like you can't see, the listeners can't see me. Like I'm flexing my un <laughs> <laughs> my muscle or lack thereof. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love those three tips. I think that's great. Um, do you have any advice on terms of food for people out there? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's almost (laughs) self-explanatory. You know, you should be eating the foods that nourish your body, um, Mm -hmm. that are colorful, that -hmm. are not processed. Um, um, these are the foods that will make you feel good and also align with your fitness routine, your workout routine to help Mm -hmm. you reach, um, your fitness goals as well as keep you feeling good. Uh Yeah. Well, that's good. That, I mean, that's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to be eating foods that have high nutritional value. So a lot yeah. of vitamins and minerals in there that are that are good for your body. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, Trader Joe's helps. I yes. feel like <laughs> they're yes. a great go-to place where you can find easy, quick food, but they are nutritional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I literally went right before this call. I, I did my Sunday grocery shopping right before this call. So uh, at Trader I Joe's. Missed, oh, my God. I miss Trader Joe's. I haven't gone because of the pandemic for a while. Oh, okay. Okay. And I it's miss so it so good. much. <laughs> I get everything there. You can find oh. everything there. <laughs> oh, goodness. They're everything but the bagel seasoning. And they're like mini little pizzas. I know it doesn't really help. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't align with everything we're talking yeah. about. But they're so good. <laughs> well, so when it comes to, um, you know, nutrition and stuff, it's 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 also all about the balance. You don't have to completely restrict yourself from, you know, enjoying um, a mini pizza bite here and there. It, it really comes down to balance. Mm, makes sense that's fair I mean like everything in life it's all about the balance of it exactly (laughs) exactly um do you have anything you want to tell our South Asian listeners in specific just about in terms of you know weightlifting and the fitness journey and any advice you have for them yeah well um you know for beginners don't be scared I remember um going into weightlifting I was super scared um but really like I said just start, just do it. And you're going to be amazed with how much it's going to enhance your body, enhance your life in mm-hmm. so many different ways. Um, and, and of course, like I'm here, I have my Instagram page. I read all of my DMS that I get. So if mm-hmm. anyone ever has any questions or just wants to learn more, I'm always happy, uh, to, to jump on a call or respond to my messages. So. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I, mean, I actually do remember I reached out to you about like, I think two years ago, a year and a half ago or something, oh, like two years ago, and about how to get started on my fitness journey. And you mm-hmm. were so responsive. You were mm-hmm. like, Oh, try this. Um, if you're able to meet up, we can meet up and you can sh- I, and that you're willing to show me the workouts yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. It was very yeah, nice <laughs> absolutely. Because you know, I wish growing up, I had somebody like that, you know? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. And thank you so much, Tanya, for being on our podcast today. It's been wonderful talking to you and learning all about your fitness journey and just how to get started on mine. Yeah, of course. Well, this was so much fun. I really enjoyed our conversation. And thanks once again for bringing me on. Of course. Um, Well, everybody, that was Tanya. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.